Good afternoon. Welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm sitting here with Daniel on the porch of the chateau. If you hear wild birds in the background, it's because we're outside. And usually we uh, film or usually record these at night time. And the birds are being particularly loud and excited today, as you can hear, (laughs) right on cue. So today we're going to be discussing something that is actually a passion of mine and a topic that I've adored since childhood. We're going to discuss the Titanic, the RMS Titanic and the sinking on thereof of that ship. Right. Right. This is something that you know a lot more about than I do. I know a lot about this topic. I love it. And what I would hope is that by the end of this podcast, even those of you out there who know a lot about the topic, maybe even you will learn some new and interesting facts that you didn't know before about the Titanic. So, without further ado, so we get into this. Think what questions I can ask you in someone who is not as much as a Titanic fan, but still knows and has seen, you've seen the movie. I've seen the movie and I've also been to the exhibit at the Luxor. Mm-hmm. What a great where exhibit. Where they have the giant like, side of the Titanic. Right. They have a whole... Big piece of metal. Yes, that they pulled up from the but they actually salvaged, and it almost looks like it's not quite a slide. It's actually because here's the thing: it was like basically three football fields long, if you think about how right. large that actually is. So, and I did the math: one hundred and eight years ago, the Titanic sank. I think what makes it so interesting is is that it was actually its its maiden journey. Right, that sort of that sort of gives it a poignancy that it wouldn't have beautiful. otherwise. Right, Very like there's up, no reason. Beautiful. It's not like the. I mean, there are there are engineering issues with with you know how it was designed and and how many lifeboats they had and whatnot. But there was no reason why it had to sink on its maiden voyage. You know, it's not like it's not like most cruise ships at the time went around hitting icebergs and survived or anything like that. They weren't expecting there to be an iceberg. Well, so they are just it... not true. They did know there were icebergs well, in there, definitely. But, but they That's why they had lookouts. But here's an interesting fact. The night of the Titanic, there were several contributing factors which led to its untimely demise. One of those was that the binoculars were locked in a cabinet and none of the crew could find the darn keys. And so the guys who were doing the iceberg lookout did not have binoculars and they were only using their eyes. Ah, that is and interesting. poor vision, which was one of the... Because that is definitely, that is definitely a main of, voyage sort yeah, of there's, issue. Yeah, there's definitely tons of different factors going in there. But So on April 15th, 1912, is specifically when it sank. And I pulled up a list of these really interesting... You know, and, and like, here's an interesting fact. Okay, they'll say, well, 1,500 people died on the ship. Reality is we don't actually know because a lot of times, and you'll notice even a movie when Jack goes in, he gambles to get his ticket. A lot of people used fake names and different things in order to get on the ship. So even to this day, we don't actually have an accurate number of how many people were on board the ship. The ship cost $7.5 million dollars to build which is a lot something very interesting i noticed we were watching the game of thrones documentary and it was talking about they the filming, filming in, in ireland they were filming the... in ireland actually right by the white star shipping line where like right by where the titanic was made and whatnot like actually by the offices in fact if you watch that documentary you will see some of the original they're slightly decayed offices on there and i thought how cool is that 
The James Cameron movie, which was made in 1997, however, cost 200 million dollars to make. Could you imagine a difference in that? And I learned some really interesting things. It was actually a couple of months ago I learned this. There was a, a fun kind of fact thing floating around on Facebook for the movie. And there are some really weird facts about the movie. So not only did it cost an exorbitant amount to make, they had huge sets that were water and stuff, obviously, because they wanted to imitate the ship sinking. And so a lot of the cast and crew had to spend their time in the water. Even the extras would be sitting there underwater in their tuxedos, just water up to their waistline, kind of just sitting. And sometimes the water was not temperature controlled so sometimes it was quite cold sure. as well That's and it's just, they'd be sitting in there for hours at times and they had little hot tubs to warm people up between scenes and so what would happen is you know they said one of the poignant memories one of the cast and crew said that they were there and they would watch people sitting in the hot tubs and food cart ladies would come by with hot dogs and so guys in their tailcoats would be sitting in the water eating hot dogs on set <laughs> which is a really strange kind of image when you think about it and then Kate Winslet and um, who's the other guy from Leonardo DiCaprio DiCaprio, thank you Mm -hmm. they actually said that sometimes they were in the water for so long during filming that they actually would pee purposefully because they couldn't get out of the water to get off set to get to the toilet and it was taking too long and they would pee in the water on set they both admitted to that interesting thing that's gross. So to build the Titanic was not a one-man job. It took 3,000 shipbuilders. They're actually called Harland and Wolf shipbuilders to construct that ship. And here's what's interesting. You know how it has those classic four stacks on the top? Yeah. One of them was purely cosmetic for, for the aesthetics of the ship. Didn't even work. It was purely there to make the ship look more grandiose Did it one time they, than it actually had they, had was. Had they originally planned to have a different boiler? Like no, they, they're free were functioning. They didn't need the extra stack. They right. just put it in for aesthetics so the ship looked, you know, more and more intense. Was it actually a functional it chimney? It was, it was built the same, it was built from the same old thing as the rest of them, but it was not actually functioning whatsoever. The ship was over 882 feet long. That's, as I said earlier, three football, three football fields long. It weighed 52,000 tons. So that's, that's a lot of, lot of, lot of, you know, metal on there and, and heavy stuff, which is why I think partially is why the damn thing sunk so quickly in some respects. There are only, as we know, this one's fairly common, there are only 20 lifeboats on board. The ship was actually equipped to hold 64. Many of the lifeboats were sent out before they were full, meaning that, you know, they could have put more people on those boats. They could have saved more women, children, men. Uh, the first boat actually went out with only 28 people on it, whereas the capacity was actually 65. And I think, looking back on it with all the chaos, I'm sure that wasn't on their mind at the time. I think a lot of people found it very hard to believe the first ship was actually sinking, even as the ship was sinking. So a lot of people were even reluctant to get on the first lifeboats because they were afraid. And it was a long way down from the deck of the ship to the water. So the interior design, and Dan, you remember, because remember we were in Luxor and you went in, they have the beautiful wrapping staircase, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, that's at the museum, and it's famously in the movie as well. 
That design is actually based on the Ritz in London, in Piccadilly. So if you go there, and it's still there today, the hotel was opened in 1906 and is still around, you can get a very similar, because it was very kind of loosely based on it, but it's actually a very identical looking kind of hmm. thing in that in that, that classic front, you know, a sweeping staircase. I have not been, but they do have, if you've been, well, you've been with me to the one in Luxor, they have a replica of the one from the hmm. movie. And I've seen photos and they are very similar and if you are in London I would highly suggest you check it out so as we know we had plenty of amenities aboard the ship including a swimming pool the Turkish bath and the Turkish bath was gorgeous it had all these mosaics and things I really wish that they had featured that in the movie Mm. and they did not they had a squash court. Do they have do they and have pictures dog, of it? I mean, did they, yeah, we have pictures. Did they do like a, a video tour of it no, or there's something no, no video, it There's no uh, video tour. However, there was one chap famously who, at, he was actually a pastor. He was like a reverend. And he was also an amateur photographer, so he bought his camera. He actually got off at Ireland. So he got off before it, it actually left for its fateful thing. So he was never on the ship when it sank, but he took a lot of photos which are preserved today, which give us some of the few examples of a preserved interior, including the beauty of a Turkish bath, as an example. Is, so we have him to thank. going to have a Turkish bath? What's that? Is Titanic 2 going to have? Yes, Titanic We're 2 is yet, having... That, that actually will come up. It required 800 tons of coal to be burned to power the ship alone every single day. And in fact, when the ship left from Belfast Island, it had such a huge send-off. There was over 100,000 people who attended just to watch the ship leaving. So was it, was it local people or was these it like a thing that was people, hyped up It was you know, hyped worldwide. up, but these were local people who came out. But of course, if you're the classic thing is if people are getting on the ship, you're sending off your loved ones. Right. And probably it was a big deal in, in the it's local It's a big deal because it was deemed as this, it was deemed the unsinkable ship. And, and it was jobs too, right? And people, it was the latest it. in luxury and yes, and the families of people, all those people came. So did all the luxury people get on in Ireland or did they get on in Brighton or both, something? Both, both. So it's South at Southampton yeah. is correct. And then it went up to Belfast and then some people got off at the lucky ones got <laughs> the lucky ones got off. But for some people it was actually meant to be so a... So it was actually built rom- in Ireland... And then went down to Southampton yeah, and, and then came went back, back to up, yeah. Ireland. Okay. So it was actually supposed to be a romantic vacation for some. There were actually 13 couples on board who were celebrating their honeymoon. And you can imagine how that went. Surprise. As not many men survived on that. And a lot of unfortunate people who, who did die on the ship were men. Because back then it was very much a sense of women and children first. Which we don't have today. Back then it was still that kind of chivalry thing in place. We just don't have as many we don't, we definitely to don't. It. We definitely don't have it today. So in, in that number of those men, which were a lot. Because there was 885 crew aboard the ship. Only 23 of those people were actually female crew. So there weren't even very many female crew on board. Which is interesting. And you, you guys have probably seen in the movie, they have the magicians and they're playing, you know, as the ship goes down. I think what a lot of people did not realize is those magicians had a really, really tough job. I thought you said magicians. The musicians, yeah, magicians. <laughs> they're pro magicians on board as well, he knows. Those musicians had a really hard time. They were expected to know all 352 songs listed in a book so that those first-class passengers could request any song any time that they liked. Can you imagine being required to know that many songs? It must have been awful. However, the thing that you'll see in the movie that says they continued to play as the ship went down 
is actually a true fact. The band did continue to play as the Titanic went down. To help calm down guests, all of the musicians continued to play as the ship went down. Ultimately, they all lost their lives in the sinking. There is a lot of debate as to what was the last song that they were playing on the Titanic. And in the movie, and classically, it's known to be Nearer My God to Thee, is the classic thing. But other people who were there suggest, who were actually on the ship as it went down, suggest they were actually playing a hymn as the ship sank. A lot of people don't know this, but the Titanic actually had its own newspaper aboard the ship. It's called the Atlantic Daily Bulletin. It was posted every night in the first-class smoking room. The ship. They actually have a printing press on the ship. They must have. I yeah. assume I actually don't know that information, but I'm assuming that they must have. They had intensely wonderful meals on the ship, especially for first class. The last meal actually served on the Titanic consisted of 10 courses, and that menu included delicious things like oysters, cream of barley soup, poached salmon, and much, much more. And if you're interested, you can look up on Google online and actually access all the different menus for all the different classes of the Titanic. And to be honest, even the lower class decks, some of the stuff on the menu looks pretty good. So if you've not seen that, you should check it out. There's actually a lot of places, in fact, most states locally have this, where they'll actually do reproductions of the dinners and you can all dress up in your kind of robes, your 1912 beautiful kind of Edwardian gowns and you can go and have a replica of one of the meals served on the ship. There are actually some venues that do that and I think it's really cool and I'd love to try that out. They had over a thousand bottles of wine on board the ship, which is awesome, and you've actually had a lot of champagne as well. So, as we know, there are several very famous first-class passengers, including, you'll know from the movie, the unsinkable Molly Brown, who actually, and Daniel, I've been to this here in Colorado, we have the Molly Brown House. And you've been, we've actually attended events at the Molly Brown House, and it's a really gorgeous mansion. But then there were passages like John Jacob Astor, who was worth at the time like over $90 million. That's today, just so you have an idea, over $2 billion in today's standards when taking inflation into account, which was crazy. And so if you've seen things like Downton Abbey, actually in the beginning of that, they play off the ship sinking and a lot of those wealthy men dying on board the ship and it actually affects a lot of the plotline of that show. So, among the survivors of people who managed to actually... So there's one thing for like being in the boat, right? There are people who were actually in the water and shockingly managed to survive. And that include the ship's baker, Charles Jonging was actually one of the few survivors from the water. He spent two hours in the water before he was pulled out and rescued. Nobody seemed to understand how he could last so long because you have to understand these waters are freezing and you don't last very long before your body kind of goes into shock and you lose consciousness and then drown. That's how it goes. But he claims the reason that he survived for so long in the water is because he had drank a lot of whiskey beforehand. So one of the women who survived the Titanic sinking later actually survived a separate sinking of another ship. So you can imagine that she was actually a stewardess and a nurse. Her name was Violet Jessup. And she first survived the sinking of the Titanic only to experience another ship sinking. And it was the Britannic. There's some irony in that. Four years later, that's in 1916, she survived again 
from that one. Can you? That's that's lucky. In ships sink a lot back then. It happened. I mean, ships ships did sink. As much as feel like this is unsinkable, things happened and ships sink. I mean, it it happened. It was actually not as uncommon as I think you might imagine. So we talked about Molly Brown a little bit earlier, and this fun fact rolls back into her is that she actually ran for the U.S. Senate. This is one of most Titanic's famous survivors was Margaret Brown, who was later nicknamed the unsinkable Molly Brown. She later also became an avid activist, supporting the women's suffrage movement, and even ran for Senate, though she didn't win. Which I think is such a super interesting fact to make some really great character for female empowerment in history. And I really liked actually the way that James Cameron portrayed her in the movie. I thought that was very well done. The youngest survivor of the Titanic died in 2009, which is an hour actually some time ago, but her name was Milvania Dean and she was only two months old, very wee tiny when she died, or when she died, she was older when she died, she actually lived to be 97, so she had, she lived to a ripe old, ripe old age, but when she was on the ship she was merely two months old, so she was very small, but still survived and, you know, had no memory of it, but is still classically one of the survivors. There's actually a chocolate mogul who was supposed to be. It's Milton S. Hershey's. Okay, Anson, this is a chap who does the American chocolate Hershey's. He was supposed to be a passenger on board the ship. He had a ticket and everything, but last minute had to switch to another ship that brought him into New York. And he had to be there earlier for all his business meetings or whatnot, which is probably pretty lucky in retrospect, looking back on it. This one, this one's a crazy fact. I didn't know, did all the research for it. I didn't know this fact before but this one was interesting to me there was actually supposed to be a lifeboat drill the day that the ship sank so captain edward john swift cancelled the lifeboat drill that was planned on the day of the sinking but nobody actually knows why he called it off we actually know where the iceberg that hit the titanic directly where it came from the hundred foot chunk of ice was traced back to a glacier specifically found in greenland I thought this fact was interesting. It took 400 tons of water per minute to come into the Titanic after it hit the iceberg, meaning that water filled into the bow of the ship first, which caused that stern to lift up into the air and eventually break off. And here's an interesting fact, is that actually people originally, even people who witnessed the sinking, had mixed opinions to as whether or not the ship broke in two as it sank. And it actually took us about 70 years to even find the wreckage, which is crazy. Uh, but a lot of people, even eyewitness accounts, didn't know. Well, someone would say, oh, I saw it break. Another person would say, no, it went down in one piece. And so actually after, um, after the Titanic sank, it was only a couple of years later, they immediately made a movie about it. Didn't take them very long. Black and white noir movie. But in the movie, you'll notice the ship that goes down doesn't break in two. So for a long time we just thought it all went down kind of in one piece. But you can imagine that previous fact saying that it took on 400 tonnes of water per minute after it hit the iceberg. It was actually, and to be fair, we'll talk about this a little later, when the Titanic sank, it was actually fairly close to land. A lot of people don't know that. It was very close to land. It was close to Newfoundland specifically. And uh, But it took on so much water it couldn't move anywhere and as you guys know from the movie they released fireworks and things as a way to try and do the SOS in fact the SOS which stands for save our souls 
it was used for the first time ever on the Titanic. It was very new thing. And in fact, the guy who was doing it made a joke. He said, oh, this is probably the first and last time I'll get to use SOS on the thing, which is very funny because they had telegra- telegraph stuff, they had telegram available on the ship and everything. It was very high tech for the time. So yeah, here we go. I'll tell you more about its closeness land. It was actually 400 miles from land when it sank. Newfoundland was the nearest destination, but the Titanic was already underwater within a few hours of hitting that iceberg. And here's a really crazy thing, is that when the newspapers reported it, they did not get the story right originally. They actually reported it as <laughs> zero casualties. So you can imagine the confusion once the real numbers started coming in and people suddenly actually banded together. This is true, they actually banded together to raise money for victims, which was amazing. Some of the people who were saved off of a ship and they'd been lucky enough to get in those very few lifeboats, they were actually picked up by a vessel called Carpathia, which was a different ship, but was the nearest ship nearby that could help them. There were actually other ships nearby when the Titanic sank, and they even saw the fireworks. But because everyone knew this Titanic was being deemed its unsinkable ship, they thought, oh, they're just celebrating. They're having great celebration over there, and it didn't actually know the terror that was unfolding not very far away from them. So when the survivors finally got to the other ship, the way that they got them up off off the off the lifeboat and onto the hull of the other ship was they'd actually put especially the children's stuff in potato sacks and lift them up. And you can imagine how terrifying that must have been as an ordeal. So we talked briefly about that movie before that came out. And it was actually the movie, I was incorrect, I said two years before, but in fact, that movie came out less than a month after it happened. It's called Save Drama Titanic. It was a silent film released on May of 1912. And it actually, here's the interesting part, is it starred Dorothy Gibson, who was actually an actress who survived the sinking of the Titanic. So I think that's kind of a cool, fun fact. Next, which we touched on a little bit, this will elaborate more into it, it took a long time to find that wreck. Search missions began almost immediately after the ship disappeared underwater, but it wasn't actually found until 1985. And on here, on this article I'm reading, it says, Robert Ballard, or as we know him, Dr. Bob Ballard, Robert Ballard found the wreck while on board a French research ship called Lissurot. But here, I'll tell you guys a fact that no one else knows, but I know, is that actually I grew up and my father uh, specifically has an airfield. I won't name the airfield in England, but he works out of this airfield and his office is by what's well, actually an old control tower on the airfield. And next door, we had someone who had rented another office space, and they were actually kind of a marine biologist. And specifically, they made a lot of those deep sea diving um, vessels, especially like if you've seen in the beginning of the Titanic movie, they go down into high pressure thing, because as you know, if you go deeper into the ocean, you you get high and high pressure, and if you try to dive down, you get the bends, and it's this horrible illness and stuff, so if you go in a pressurised cabin, it, it prevents you from all of these problems that come with the pressure, and he used to help make these research vessels and things, and he told me one day the most fantastic story that he himself had actually found the wreck of the Titanic first, and he was good friends with Dr. Ballard. 
and Dr. Ballard stole the discovery from him and he said it ruined him to this day. And this guy was so distraught over it, I actually believe he was telling the truth. So there you go, that's an interesting fact nobody knows. So they've actually recovered a lot from the Titanic wreck and if you've been to the Luxor, if you've been lucky enough to go to one of the exhibits, they have a huge amount of artifacts. And if you look online on eBay, you'll see artifacts being put on sale every day. Everything selling from tiny pieces of coal very cheaply up to beautiful teapots and cutlery in China that has remained intact, which sells for thousands and thousands of dollars. Over 6,000 artifacts have been recovered from a wreck. They're on display museums around the world and some have been sold at auction for very high prices, including a couple that found a vintage Titanic poster and apparently that poster alone was worth more than $4,000, which I think was super curious. Now, here's a sad one. I think of all of the things I'm going to tell you today, you probably will not know about this one, and it, it, it's not the happiest one. The ship's remains are rapidly disappearing. There's a specific rust-eating bacteria. It's called Halomonas titanicae. It's named after Titanic, and it's slowly consuming the remains of the ship. However, here's the scary part. The whole remains of the ship is expected to be completely gone by 2030. That is about 10 years from now. The whole ship, the remains will be gone, which is crazy. But earlier, Daniel may have mentioned, and you may remember or not, he said, well, there's another Titanic. Yes, There is another Titanic in the works. This is the good news, and I am so excited about this. In 2012, Australian millionaire Clive Palmer announced his plans to build a modern-day complete replica of the Titanic. It will be called Titanic 2, and this is in association with a newly formed Blue Star Line company. And in fact, here's an interesting fact. The company's board actually consists of two descendants of Titanic survivors and I think this is fascinating because honestly I checked in on it since reading this article because I was like was this still a thing and I'd known about it for several years but we're now in 2020 and it's not yet come to fruition it is almost done at one point they had lost some funding so they had to take a break from it but they've actually once again gone back into building it and it is still expected to be completed I would do anything to be on board that ship. And I know a lot of people are like, Isabella, you're crazy. Why would you want to be on a Rapco Titanic? Surely it will sink again. But they're actually going to have a complete number of lifeboats this time on the boat, which is awesome, as well as some added safety people features. People will probably pay extra for the sinking experience. I think it's great. But here's the deal is I really, if I want to go, I really want to go and experience that first class, just like Rose in a movie, and have one of those gorgeous cabins and, you know, you can draw me naked, it'll be great. But I looked at the price and they're estimating the price of the cabin for first class, $200,000. So I've got to save my pennies because uh i'm not 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 rich by any stretch of imagination but god i would do anything to go on that boat would you yeah absolutely you it's something you would I, do i've never been on a cruise so oh you've never been on a, a cruise boat at all okay i think that's a, we should just start with the titanic 
Yes, I have. You've, you, but you've not actually been. You must have been. Okay, well, you've been on. Here's what you've been. You've been on the Queen Mary, but it's stationary in Long Beach because they've actually put it in cement. But we have stayed in the Duke's old cabin, which is supposedly haunted on the Queen Mary. And we could have a whole episode just dedicated to ghosts of the Queen Mary and the tours there. And you know, like our friend Aidan Sinclair who did the magic shows on board that ship, and just beautiful Art Deco gorgeous line of it actually followed in the footsteps of the Titanic minus the sinking portion so if you want to see something similar and you don't have the money to go on Titanic 2 I would highly suggest the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California the Commodore was great. He's, like, hired to pretend to be the captain. Well, he is the captain, actually. It's just not moving. But he actually goes for this beautiful Sunday champagne brunch inside the ship, and everyone dresses up in costumes, and it's just, it's just really nice, isn't it? Yes. So I hope that's taught you some facts today about the Titanic. We're actually about to hit our 30-minute mark. It actually ended up working out perfectly. I thought maybe some of those might take a while to, to read out or whatnot. But I hope you guys enjoyed this, and that... Maybe you learned a little bit something different about the Titanic today. So, without further ado, I bid you farewell. <laughs>